Thanks for tuning into the Canadian Beacon Podcast. Canadian events for the regular people. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. You got the Canadian Beacon uh, podcast. Uh, today is the 28th of December, in the, the the horrific year of 2020, and uh, we have our co-host Todd. Say hi there, Todd. Hello, everyone. And our great guest here. He's coming up with some amazing information already. Is Paul? And uh, say hi there, Paul. Hi. Thank you. Yeah, great stuff. Interesting stuff that Paul was just telling me about the Tennessee bombing. Did you did you hear anything on that, Todd? Yeah, I've been following it. Of course, um, media is now spinning the lone nut theory, right? Yeah. Right by an ATT in building, not wanting to hurt anybody. Seems to be, if he's not wanting to hurt anybody, why would he blow himself up in an RV? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What you know. were you saying, Paul, about the, the connections on the, the AT&T there? So, yeah, so the FBI, who can't, can't solve a case for uh, if their life depended on it, has now solved the case in 24 hours, saying this lone lone nut, lone wolf, um, blew himself and the RV up in front of the AT&T building. But if you actually look at the blast pattern, the blast pattern looks like it's coming out of the building, and there's a still frame of a video of um, the RV has not been blown up. That's coming from the storefront. The the big flash comes right in front of that storefront AT and T. But AT and T in the same building is Solar Wind, and Solar Wind was just hacked in, uh, I believe it was Houston, and they're the ones that houses the information for Dominion software that uh, mitigated the 2020 election, and so they're running with the thing that this guy was super concerned about the 5g fallout and the health effects that would happen from this and how incorrect that is and how 5g is so safe and so that's the way they're spinning it that way and they found this rv i don't know if you guys heard from uh like google maps when they went around they found this guy's building because they recognized this rv from the little google cars that come across the street did you hear about that no yeah no. Yeah, so it's interesting. When you look at the blast pattern, they were saying that uh, – I was watching this one broadcast that had the one brigadier general on it from the States, and it said it has the same blast pattern as the Oklahoma bombing. And it had where when one side of the whole storefront blows outward, nothing on the street can blow inward. So it's that parallel to where they will tell you a little bit of information but then spin it towards their own narrative. And that's what you're seeing perfectly with in my opinion, the mockingbird social media narrative where they're just going to take a story and spin it to their narrative to say, listen, we've wrapped this all up and everything else. And the process, what do they gain? They gain, you can't look into something that's blown to smithereens. That's right. And what, what are they looking at? The whole election results again, right? Whole election results. That's right. Yeah. Um, that's pretty cool. 24-hour news cycle too, eh? Everyone will go back to sleep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. We were just talking as you were just referring to uh, what's happening in the the Tennessee bombing and the issues uh, again, all coming back to Dominion and corrupt uh, voting situation down in the states, which is kind of interesting. Uh, do you have any further to add to that, there, uh, Paul? Uh, 
nothing that you know beyond what we've added i i can almost guarantee that this thing will be swept underneath the carpet like todd was saying within 24 hours within the fast news cycle but it's interesting to go back and look into the articles it was about seven to ten days ago when they mentioned about solar wind and this business down in uh, i believe it was houston texas that's where this all began and the fbi started to investigate down there and then all of a sudden now they cracked this case here so yeah. it's funny how you know you give an anthony weiner's laptop you're given thirty-three thousand emails you're given all of this stuff they can't find anything the obama gate four years can't figure it out but now they have now solved it, picked up themselves by the bootstraps, and now figured this all out within 24 hours. Pretty good. What, what do you think there, Todd? Well, yeah, I was following the solar wind uh, hacking scandal. What did they – they had the their password or something got hacked? They had some yeah. stupid password. I forget what it was exactly. It was probably one, two, three, four, or something like that, or password. <laughs> yeah, 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 like – these, it's like complicated, you know. These propeller they threw it off because it was probably a Chinese night. caricature. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, the data breach stretches quite a ways into government systems. The Pentagon as well, correct? Yes. But solar winds I believe it reaches kind of, into NSA as well. Yes. Wow. No which, such agency. Yes, yeah, which is wild. Uh, the, the system itself, I guess it, it, it's some sort of um, kind of data management software that can be used in multiple applications, correct? Yeah, I believe it's like an AI algorithm that goes and can uh, predict different, uh, different systems, different uh, targeted areas. Yeah. And it's interesting if you really look at where, you know, where that all leads to and the censorship of um, conservative websites and stuff like that. And all the swing states in the states that were heavily funded $400 million deep by Zuckerberg. Yeah. That you almost got to kind of wonder, is this all connected? Well, it's interesting that it got out because somebody didn't, whoever was hacking that site or that system, it's basically like a mosquito on your arm, right? It's just, it's not going to want to know that it's you to know that it's there. And it's just going to keep taking blood. And I'm, I'm surprised it got out into the press and it's pretty much disappeared now. But imagine yes. the information that was received from that, plus the connection to the Dominion voting systems as well, could easily show that it could have been uh, easily hacked. Yes. Yes. Well, the other interesting thing with the Nashville one is the FAA got involved. So no one's allowed to have an aerial drone or to commercially fly, privately fly over top of it with the risk of being fatally shot. I saw that on the Salty Cracker uh, podcast that they, they enacted a, a ban on any aircraft or anything going above that. And that was interesting. I wonder why. Don't want no aerial views of the blast uh, content. And the blast the overall, yeah, is what I would say. Hmm. This thing has already been solved and it's already been wrapped up. That's right. Wow. It, the, the, the big picture of this, too, is that people need to wake the hell up because it's going, it's going on all around us, all around us. These sort of, uh, what would you say, intersection of events leading to one thing, getting Biden elected, 
look, stretching into Canada, affecting our government, that if people are just going to accept this and to let it happen, we're done for. Yeah. The slippery slope and the slope is becoming even more slippery. Yeah. We're just going down the, right down the sewer at this point. This, yeah. That, that brings us on to our, our topic for today. I think it's, it's a good thing to speak about. Like this breaking news that we're talking about just now is, is, is amazing. And, and it just carries on that shows conspiracy theories aren't necessarily conspiracy theories, but they, they're deep in fact and a lot of information. People, the, the, the left and the socialists aren't hiding anything anymore. They're bringing it out in the open and they're just flaunting it. That brings us to COVID. We did an article on COVID before, but here we are back to COVID. What we have on the go so far, uh, just give you a little, little tiny brief here. Well, while you look for that, I was, uh, it was interesting that you say conspiracy theorists. The funny thing is the people that are crazy walking around with shields and masks, hiding, hiding themselves from fresh air are the ones calling the people that are truthers, conspiracy theorists. I just think conspiracy theorists today are truly the people, when you say conspiracy theory, it's tomorrow's news today. The writing is on the wall. You can see it if you're smart enough and you put the pieces together. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's, it's This has been happening in a long time. And when you look at it's animals, they're flaunting it in your face, as you said, that it's one of those things where they animals have to tell you what they're going to do before they do it. And they rely on the sheeple mentality of people just not looking into it and saying, that's got to be crazy. And you, you, one way of looking at it is why would they hide it anymore? I mean, everything that they've no. thrown at, thrown out, right? Like you say, people are just, yeah, eh, man. I, I had a discussion with family members the other day about, you know, this is off topic, but it's, it's related and the same thing could be applied to COVID is about the election. You know, it's a conspiracy theory that the election was compromised. Yes. You know, it's like, I agree with you 100%. Like, that's why it's in the open now, because 90% of the sheep are asleep. Yeah. Well, that's... It, it, it comes right down to uh, Germany, 1936, right? Sadly, the Jews and the people uh, picked up by the, the Nazis and stuff just walked willingly into the train carts and the cattle carts and, and, and people just thought this was normal, that we're uh, marking people as Jews and marking them as, uh, I'm sure we're going to have a symbol sometime that we're going to be wearing on our shirts saying either COVID protected or not. And we'll probably get a little tattoo on our arms as well to indicate if we uh, are vaccinated or part of the woke people that uh, are following in the, again, being sheeple and following uh, ourselves right into the gas chambers or into uh, total, uh, what's that, depopulation uh, as one of their goals. Yeah, it's, there's so many, the people, people are so scared to challenge. And that's the problem, that people are sheeple because they don't want to make waves. They don't want to believe what they're seeing is happening. And if you don't believe what you're seeing is happening, it's, it's easy enough to laugh it off and keep laughing until at such time it becomes too late to laugh. And that's the one the sad part of the reality of our civilization right now, as far as I see. What do you think, Todd? 
Oh, agreed, 100%. And we've talked about it before. Trajectory. People, people don't understand trajectory. And, I mean, if you are, like, you know, when we do shooting or something like that, if you're aiming in a certain direction and you fire in a certain direction, you have a certain path, and you can predict where that path is going. And if it's not interfered with, then you're going to get to where you're going. All the signs are there. All the signs are there, especially, like, uh, I think that was a good example of the Jews. I think COVID is, is a way to separate people into the people that will do something and the people that won't and the people that do something a perfect way like you say they're already talking about it is uh covid certificate of vaccination id and they're already talking about discriminating against people who don't get a vaccine yeah I find it amazing that absolutely you guys are right. If I think that you could have named this vaccine Auschwitz and people would have been lining up to take it. Um, <laughs> we, if, if history teaches us one thing, we're not very smart people. We never learn from it. You talk about uh, Nazi Germany. You got the Nuremberg, Nuremberg Code. They have not tested this vaccine. They're testing it out on us now. Yeah. They're testing to see what the population will handle and sustain. We're coming into like day 290 of the 14-day lockdown to crush the curve. Yeah. Then it's like, well, just do it for that. Then it's like, uh, well, you know what? We're just going to shut non-essential things down. Everyone who earns a paycheck to support their family is pretty essential. Hmm. And, then it, and then it's like, just wear a mask. Don't worry about it. What, what's so big about a mask? Just wear a mask. It doesn't work, but don't, don't, don't worry about that. And then it's like one more thing. And it's like, well, okay, well then – we're going to send out a tier thing and we're going to start giving you colors just like DEFCOM in the military <laughs> and then see what they'll see what they'll take and accept with that. And then it's like, well, then it's just, well, we're not, this isn't, you're not going to be forced to get a vaccine. I do not believe the government will force us to get the vaccine, but the government will place on private industry. If you do not, if your patrons don't have it, they can't enter. And we see that on airplanes now and yeah. stuff like that, where if you don't wear your mask, you don't have to, but we don't have to let you in either. Yeah. Now, you brought that uh, talk about the color coding and our, all our little gray, green, blue, red zones and all this kind of stuff. It's an interesting point. If you follow the kindergarten curriculum for Ontario, that is right out of the kindergarten curriculum uh, for for kids and how they uh, they teach the kids to do things. They put them in different zones and saying, okay, everybody's too loud. We're going to go into the gray zone or, or you're being too noisy and, or, you know, or it's nap time. So we're going to go into the red zone and they have all the same colors working their way up. And I, I just thought that was funny that they match that with the provincial uh, uh, guidelines for uh, quarantine the, the whole province and, and breaking us into these different zones. I thought that was kind of funny that way. But, so yeah. Like what, provincial romper room. Yeah. Provincial romper room. Yes. Pokeroo's going to come out. Yeah. Yeah. Really. <laughs> Pokeroo is carrying a big, it's, but Pokeroo's a big syringe, right? That's yeah. right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I, I think the whole concept of this is just keep it simple for the stupid people, for the stupid masses. That's right. And not to insult the masses because they're just uninformed or they just don't want to know. 
But um, I just find it very interesting that since when in history has it been, example, yourself, Craig, when has it been your responsibility to care about my health? Never. Never been. And never should it be. That's right. You are the captain of your own fate. You're the master of your own soul. You know, why are you now being dictated to and why the government who always takes away our rights and freedoms will never hand them back? They say, they say, uh, and I, I remember Todd, I think you told me this, you know, they, you can vote yourself into socialism and vote your rights away, but you, you got to fight your way back to freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like the Mexican finger trap, right? Yeah. The, you know, you can't, when you, yeah, when you try and pull out, it doesn't work. Is that what is that what he says? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna, cut, other, we're gonna be cutting that out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you can even go by, with something a little different than that one. Is Benjamin Franklin yeah. those who would give up their essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety disease deserve neither liberty nor safety? Exactly, and that's what we're going into, and it's. Uh, to get into this cold, to, to, to touch back into the COVID, what have we been doing? We have been convinced that people are bad. You as a human being are filthy. The air you breathe is toxic. We got to try to get to this carbon neutral number. And during this COVID thing, we're going to be taxed 30% on carbon emissions. If we go down to zero emissions for carbon, trees die. Yeah, so the one, so, <laughs> we're killing so, trees. <laughs> so, the, so for the environment, I don't know what we're doing, but we're going through all of this. We were told, don't get sunshine. We've noticed that people in the first wave, 91% of people are uh, vitamin D3 deficient, which mm -hmm. vitamin D3, first of all, is a hormone, not a vitamin for people out there. Plants make vitamins. Humans don't. We make hormones. So they're essentially robbing us of bone density, mental health, mental, like uh, the happy, good hormone of vitamin D3 and the reabsorption and everything uptake of calcium. They, 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 they told, don't go out, don't socialize, six feet away from people. And we, they do six feet away. Do you, do you guys know the theory behind why six feet away? The spit distance, isn't it? Yes, we were told, kind of told, but it, it just depends which way the wind's blowing, isn't it? Yeah. Didn't, um, I heard that it was for high school student came up with some school project about social distancing. Well, that actually sounds like it would be something that Ford could read. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> a high school student's paper. And when you talk about the color coding for the, the loud and quiet room, I can understand that they That's use right. primary education for this. Yeah. yeah. But uh, no, the six foot distance is when you go back to China and you take a look and they're, they're doing all their contact tracing and everything else. Apparently is what I've heard. I don't know how true it is that six foot distance is the perfect distance for facial recognition software. Oh, all right. But yeah, it's for the spit distance. We'll use that. That sounds good, right? Yeah. Cue we, up a lot. So we can get a good view of everybody. Exactly. Yeah. And if you really want to take that conspiracy a little bit further, are they doing the facial recognition behind cloth masks? Who knows? Well, it, they can predict, they can, like, based on their software, they can predict what the rest of a person looks like through their mask. I thought they could actually do that through balaclavas and things like that, too, um, you know, when they're, when they're going after suspects. I think the F I saw something where the FBI did have software like that. 
Absolutely. Yeah, so you, you take a look at facial software, software recognition, the, the, the biometrics from even your phone or your fingerprints. Who's storing that? Solar wind? Yeah. Yeah. Don't know. But, you know, it's interesting that they have a whole bunch of people. When, you, when we log on to the Internet, we've given up our safety, security, and our anonymity because you didn't pay for it. Uh, I don't know. We didn't mention way. our last names here, Paul. So we're really anonymous. <laughs> well, that's it. Exactly. Yeah, really. Yeah. 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 I don't know who you're talking about, Paul. Paul's not my real name, but. Yeah. There's Paul, Paul Simpson and Todd Jeffries and uh, Craig yeah. Uh, Epstein. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm really nice That's my real name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, so that's uh, amazing that it, a lot of things all click together, which I was looking at my, I did find my notes, actually, just as a little thing about COVID in Canada. Okay, first of all, Pfizer says no, no one under 16 or of allergies to be given the, the vaccine. Here's some of the med- medical ingredients. mRNA, that's probably their main ingredient, right? The changing yeah. of the RNA, the non-medical ingredients were... Oh, there's uh, one called ALC-0315, which is a hydroxabutyl anzadiol by hexene di by hexadecanotin. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. That sounds safe. That sounds safe. And then uh, another one, poly, polythyrene glycol ditridecimidiide uh, or whatever. I'm, I'm butchering these. Distorial glycol phosphochlorine. Cholesterol, dibasic sodium phosphate di- dihydrate, monbasic potassium phosphate, potassium chloride. We don't need that. Sodium chloride and sucrose. So I think just looking at that list right there, uh, if you're on a diet, I don't think you should be taking this stuff either. What do you think? At least there's no sugar inside there. Yeah, it says sucrose. Sucrose, sucrose yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it, they can now take this. Yeah, good old Pfizer says that the, the RNA vaccine teach our cells how to make a protein that will trigger an immune response without using the live viruses that cause COVID-19. Okay, so instead of using a, uh, like the old-fashioned way of taking a, a virus and pummeling the hell out of it and killing it and beating it to death, and then at its weakest point, creating a, a vaccine from that where your body can easily overpower this uh this virus and then uh, learn from it, they've decided that they, they're just going to have, uh, they're going to alter your DNA to recognize uh, uh, this live virus instead. So your body will uh, make the antibodies and the antibodies will fight the infection of the real virus as it enters the body. RNA for the people that don't know, and that would be myself included, is called a rhinucleic acid. Uh, Paul, yep. would you know what that is? Oh, it's the messenger RNA. It's pretty much the transcription that tries to replicate your DNA. Okay. It says it provides uh, cells with instructions for making proteins such as messenger RNA and, and et cetera. Uh, right. Some of the other little points, uh, good old Pfizer. I'm taking this right off the Pfizer uh, um, website. Reading in there as well. It's polyethylene, glyco, uh, gly, uh, polyethylene glycol. Yeah. Antifreeze. Yeah. Antifreeze. Yeah. So, well, well, they have to put that in there because they're freezing this stuff to below 70 degrees uh, Fahrenheit. So they have to keep it from turning into ice. So they'll have to put glycol in there just to keep it liquid. eh? Absolutely. 
absolutely. And it, the whole cocktail is just pretty much toxic. Yeah. If we step back away from the chemistry and just look at it from a math point of view, the recovery rate on this fact or this virus is uh, what? Ninety-nine. Well, no, like the the percent that I should say the fatality rate is extremely low. Yeah, it's point. Like it's ridiculous. Point, yeah. 0.003 percent. Yeah, like the flu. The vaccine effectiveness, they're saying, is 96%. And then they're well, also telling you you have to still socially distance and wear a mask. Well, the funny thing is, well, you're kind of wrong with the 96%. Originally, Moderna came, or Pfizer came out with the vaccine that was 90, 90% effective. Then Moderna 90. came out, 90% effective. <laughs> yeah. Moderna came out within 48 hours later and said, our vaccine is 95% effective in clinical studies. Pfizer said, well, hold on a second. We've got a bunch of math nerds waiting around the corner. They figured it out. They did the math wrong. It's 94.5%. So let's round up to 95% too. It was within two, within two days, they said, oh yeah, but me too. The me too movement happened in Pfizer as well. Oh yeah. And there's another, uh, another vaccine out there, uh, this AstraZeneca uh, vaccine. Their vaccine claimed to be only, uh, with the first shot, only... I think 60 to 70 percent, 70 effective, and then up to 90 percent effective after the second shot. Uh, but the difference is, AstraZeneca COVID vaccine has done the old school way of vaccine making, where they take that old virus and beat it all the hell to death and whatever, and and make it so weak that and, and body can recognize, build enough to recognize it, and still be able to beat it and create the antibodies on its own without having to change our DNA so that we don't grow that third leg or the, the fourth eye going out in the back of our head. From friends of uh, Todd and I uh, actually recommended the AstraZeneca over the other two as a, vi- uh, a vaccine if you are forced to get it in that sense. Well, it's interesting that you go back and you look at even the flu vaccine that we've, they've been pumping for years that um, you just need one shot. You never needed the booster one month later. Yeah. You have to ask yourself that question. Why not? Well, the the whole thing is why are they going to such trouble for a virus that is no more deadlier than the flu? Even if it is a little deadlier than the flu, why are they going to these lengths the social distancing, the uh, the lockdowns, the vaccinations, the mandatory vaccine. They don't even make him, it's the flu vaccine, it's not even max. Uh, flu shot's not even mandatory. Why? Why are they doing this? And they always say, why do, you know, that's the answer to all this. What, uh, there's no actual medical value in what they're trying to do yet they're trying to make us do this. There's got to be another reason. Absolutely. Yeah, there has to be an alternative reason for sure. Um, one of the, some of the conspiracy theories out there is this vaccine will cause uh, sterility in, in women uh, and ED problems in males and stuff like this. Again, unsubstantiated at this point, but if, if that is true, I also note that who are they prioritizing on getting this vaccine right now? 
Well, we have the elderly home, uh, retirement home people, but who else is being prioritized, especially in Canada here right now? And that's the First Nations people, right? Uh, they're, they're being put at the top of the list to get this vaccine. So, you know, you think about it, there's a, they're, they're using them like guinea pigs in a sense because they're the what first ones that are going to start showing up problems, right? What do you think? Well, what, does, what does a 90-year-old need a vaccine for? Yeah. How many more years yeah. of life do they have left anyways is the question you got to ask yourself. And like you said, the First Nations, you look at any government-funded pro program that the government has set out, and the first ones up there are always on the list is Aboriginals, and then you go on to the Black population. Yep. The black population. It just almost seems like, once again, we've touched on Auschwitz and uh, the Nazi Germany. The blueprint is minorities and trying to get rid of sub, the, the quote unquote, subhuman uh, sections of the population. The and it just seems, sorry? The Untermunchen, as they called them. Yeah, the Untermunchen. Mm -hmm. Mm. So you think of a lot of these uh, like this, uh, but they spin it. They spin it as in, "You're welcome. Yeah, we're going to do this because they're a vulnerable population, so they need this. So you're welcome that we're doing this for you. Yeah, and when, not that you're the guinea pig, but we uh, like you so much. And when they find out it's like thalidomide, you know, three years down the road, oh, geez, so sorry about your luck, eh? Uh, Oh, sorry, you can guys can maybe uh, you're gonna your half your your people are sterile right now. We're gonna have mass uh, uh, population uh, uh, population decline now because of it. It it just it's amazing that uh, some of the things that they can come up with. And here we are, we're walking into it. Let's just board the trains, boys. Let's go. Well, it just seems like the this is the new modern warfare. The yeah. modern for warfare, you don't need guns, you don't need uniforms. You just That's need right. to eventually get rid of the population one at a time. But this all lends, lends into, you talked about how everything's all kind of connected and in the spider web. You, it all kind of connects to, you know, uh, we've been told over the years, Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, they've pushed it back to. And then you've got uh, our uh, Trudeau talking about sustainable development goals of the United the Nations. The Great Reset, but you've had TED Talks from uh, Bill Gates, who's trying to trying to spin it as an environmental crisis, along with his buddy Al Gore, who, you know, flies around on private jets and thirteen homes. But mm -hmm. you know, it's one of those things where we've got to make that sacrifice. Where he says essentially, there's too many people on the earth; it's overpopulated. That we need to get down to a number up around five hundred million. And it's interesting. Million. Did you see the TED Talks with him? I think it was nineteen or 2014 or 2016, his number that he came up with is 500 million. And if you want to go down that rabbit hole of why he chose 500 million, do you guys, have you guys heard of the Georgia Guidestones? Exactly, yes. And it's interesting that a for- Actually, for, very, for those that haven't, what, Todd, what are the Georgia Guidestones? Uh, <clears throat> it's this almost like a, a mini Stonehenge environment. Um, that's down in uh, Georgia, some place in Georgia. And basically it, it talks about what Paul was saying is that it wants to reduce the world's population to 500 million people. And Bill wow. Gates in his own TED talk said, we can safely and effectively eradicate, and, and this isn't his words, eradicate 
15 to t- uh, 10 to 15% of the populations through vaccination control. It sums up right there. There was a number released that there's over 7 billion people on the face of the earth. And from this COVID vaccine, there are expected to be 700,000 deaths related to the vaccine. Yeah. Alone. That's they just call that a good start. That's a good start. Yeah. Global reset. Yeah. Bill Gates made a comment as well one time about equating keeping grandma or grandpa alive for a little longer. You could hire one teacher for the amount of money it's required to keep grandma and grandpa alive. Yep. Yes. Well, it's interesting, too, if you want to look at the U.S. election in the States, Joe Biden's next guy coming in for health has said people over the age of 75 are pretty much had a good life. We need, yeah. kind of need to get rid of them. And the fun, interesting thing is <laughs> Biden's 78. Yeah, you ever- <laughs> yeah, in that case, right? <laughs> yeah, in that case, yeah. Have you, have you seen the movie Logan's Run? Yeah. From the, the, it's a movie back in the, the 70s, and there was what a dystopia-type world where anybody over the age of 30 had to, to submit themselves to, to die. Basically, what this guy's saying, he's just putting the number up a little higher at 75. I'm sure that number should come down eventually. You might be talking about 50 or 40 years old once they get it all straightened away, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, with all those vaccines and toxins, absolutely, it's going to come down. But, you know, you take a look at, we were talking about the the death rate is, it's almost getting hit in the head by a meteorite from COVID uh, for a healthy person. And the next question is, can anyone die of COVID if they're in palliative care or already in the hospital or in a nursing home over the age of 90? Do you yeah. die because of COVID or you, do you die with COVID? Because most people I see that are dying are dying with 2.6 comorbidities. Yes. That means you got a good chance to die anyways. And you're, this on, was, you're on your way out one way or the other. You're on the short boat right there. Well, yeah, and, your only choice is, well, you don't even have a choice in that, is what is going to check you out. Exactly. Uh, you know, not if you're going to check out. Well, back in the day in nursing homes, they used to sell cold pneumonia, the kiss of the angel of death. It used to be the saving grace for you. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so. and anyone who's been in those places, you see that the vast majority of people are within one or two years of the end of their life. Absolutely. That's right. Yeah. Well, they, they showed uh, there's some statistics released out of, uh, out of the United Kingdom um, from 2013 to current. And in those stats, they showed they averaged around 520,000 deaths per year in the United Kingdom. Right up until... 2020 and this right now as of 2020 the the rate of uh, amount of people that have died is only at 417,000 there are almost 100,000 people short of dying this year than they were the last since 2013 and the numbers didn't vary more than 10 or 15,000 per year except for this year which has dropped over a hundred thousand less deaths and the U.S. Uh, mortality rate hasn't changed at all with COVID. And yeah, the amount of deaths overall uh, throughout the U.S. as an average hasn't changed at all either. I, I don't know the stats for Canada, though. Well, the Canada yeah. stats from last – well, sorry to interrupt, but oh, from January to July of 2019, exactly 166,365 people have died 
in Canada between uh, January to July of 2019. And in 2020, 35 people have less, 35 less people have died. So during the worst pandemic that we've ever been described, yeah. 35 less people have died between those months. So I guess yeah. everything's being reclassified as COVID. Well, which begs the question is then someone can say, well, hey, they're not trying to kill us off. But I think, you know, I go back to my, my theory, my so-called, as Craig would say, conspiracy theory, is that they're using this crisis, you know, never let a crisis go to waste, right? You create a crisis. And I think in reality, I think it is to finally destroy the Western capitalist society and through the chaos that is going to come about it is to create, recreate a society based on the Chinese model. Yep. And, uh, these elites think they are all going to be part of the leadership class of this new globalist government model. What do they call and, them? Uh, brilliant idiots or what do you call them? Useful idiots. Useful idiots. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a really good book too called The Naked Capitalist written by a gentleman called Cleon Skousen. It's back in the 70s. I remember reading it in the 80s. And they never understood. People never understood why. And you see it now where, you know, these, imp these IT giants and mega billionaires uh, seem quite comfortable dealing with China. And his theory is, is that the wealthy like to turn their wealth into power and the powerful turn their power into wealth. It's an interchangeable uh, commodity. And they think that they will be able to trade their wealth for, you know, power in this new globalist government. But they obviously don't read history very well because they should look up Stalin's purges because they'll be the first to go. Yeah. What was that, that famous thing with Stalin? Uh, there's, um, they had uh, half a million um, Ukrainians, I think, that were in, in custody during uh, – part of the situation going when they're expanding the Soviet Union and the, the Russia. And one of the top generals went to Stalin and said, uh, what about these 500,000 uh, Ukrainians? He says, I'm done with them. That's what Stalin says. So he says, Soviet, and he goes out. And uh, a couple of, about a, a month later, he comes back to, uh, to Stalin says, we've completed the extermination of the 500,000. He says, no, no, I, I meant just let them go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Huh. What he, Stalin also said, what he said, that one man's death is a tragedy and a million is a statistic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a lot of, he's a, he's, he should be studied in every classroom in Canada because, they do, but they, they treat him as a hero and, a, and, a, and a, an example of that we should follow. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah him and Mao. Well, yeah. we, weird. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, we, we were talking about that, uh, the safety of all the vaccine and everything else, right? Yeah. You, did you see what the, the, like the, the different people that have received the vaccine live on TV? 
where the cap on the yeah. Yeah, on yeah. the needle wasn't even taken off or that it wasn't given and had to be given a, sec- a minister a second time or the other nurse that actually had 17 minutes later had adverse effects and went to ICU. Yeah. yeah. That story left the news. But, you know, the funny thing is in the States, when they released this, that um, I, I'm looking at the numbers here on December 14th, there was – um, 679 people, and then it escalated every day. But how many people got the vaccine? And it went up to a point to where December 18th, there was uh, 112,807 people that got the vaccine for the first time. And there were on that day, uh, 3,150 on that day, health impact events. Oh, events. The CDC <laughs> defines health impact events as unable to perform normal daily activities, unable to work, and require care from a doctor or healthcare professional. That's amazing to me. That's 3% where a death rate is minimal. Yeah, minimal. Yeah, 0.007%. Yeah. Yeah. It is like, again, why? Why are they doing this? It just. It, de- it defies all logic of what they're saying. Is it's the all control. And we know the answer. It's all control and it's all everything else. It's an yeah. amazing how the, did you guys pick up on how that um, the COVID response bill was $2,000 a month? Down in the States? Down, no, no, here. Oh yeah. Here. We were getting okay. yeah. Uh, the COVID checks. Yeah. The interesting thing, do you know where that $2,000 number a month came from? No. About a year ago, Trudeau tried to introduce the universal basic income. Oh, okay. Yeah, how, yeah, yeah. How much money was that? 2000 a month? Yes, sir. So they yeah. backdoored us. Oh, that's so funny. conspiracy or finally came to fruition, right? That's right. Wow. Got everyone to buy onto it and become part of the nanny state where as long as you accept the dollar from the government, the do- government then then owns you. can do whatever they want. I don't want a penny from the government. I want to just leave me alone. Let me make my own money. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, what about another topic, the new strain? Oh, yes. Oh, That's a good point. I love that. Uh, I love the, that. The, the great thing about that, back – Back in, um, I think it was around September, I was listening to a podcast, and the podcaster, uh, basically what he said was, he says, this virus, once they get a vaccine, it's just not going to end there, guys. He says, because you know what's going to happen as soon as they got you controlled, they got you locked down, and they're giving you this vaccine, and then things are going to look up, and then they're going to say they're going to hit you with COVID-2021. Uh, back then, he said, or you know, which will be a new strain of the COVID, which is going to send us right back into the the slammer again, and keep slamming us back and harder and harder, and keep nailing us to to obtain their goals of that that you know that global uh, reset and and just basically control of the whole population and, and the depopulation as well. But yeah, I, I laughed because I, I was thinking, oh, this guy's really out to lunch, and all of a sudden. What do we hear that? What do we hear coming out of England, South Africa? Now it's in Ontario. It's also in several other it's countries. Columbia. Yeah. COVID, COVID 2.0, right? Well, the funny thing is, it's supposed to be more virulent, but it's not going to kill you. But the, yeah. the, the fear that it can it, see everything, it's almost like the bully on the playground. The bully on the playground only has to tell it, come up to you on, in grade nine, first day, and say he's going to punch you in the face by graduation day. 
He never has to. The fear is going to be good enough. He doesn't have to touch you. Yeah. You're going to let that fear fester and you're just going to not want to go to school. Yeah. And they're just going to keep pushing that new cycle forward, pushing it forward. And it's like, well, it's got to be true. Why else would they keep reporting it week after week after week after week? Again, essentially, if you look at um, psychology and you look at Skinner and operant conditioning, Pavlov's dog, hear the bell, you start salivating. This is what it's going to be. First thing you wake up to in the morning is what's your numbers today? 2000. Oh my goodness. Must be horrible. Hiding the interesting, your house. The, well, you know, the interesting thing is um, I sent Craig this information, but Pfizer created test packages for um, quick tests to help train. It's called quote unquote train your, um, your medical professionals. And they have it here in front. Oh, sorry. Abbott laboratories. They have a rapid test device. They have a negative control and a positive control. Well, guess what happens if they test you with a positive control? It does positive. And a positive test does not mean that you are positive. It just yeah. means that you have a coronavirus, one of 230 that are active in the environment <laughs> out there. And it doesn't even, the PCR test from the guy who actually made PCR testing says it is wildly inaccurate because it does not discriminate between active or dead coronavirus or the, if you notice the name change quickly it was the wuhan virus then trump coined the china virus yeah the shanghai shivers shanghai shivers <laughs> but, it's, but it's china virus <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how they mitigated away from the wuhan virus very quickly We've never done that in the history of the viruses. It's always been West Nile virus from came from the West Nile. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We had the Hong I don't know if you gentlemen know, but we Hong had Kong Toronto Kong, SAR yeah. we had Toronto SARS back back in the day, I think it was two thousand two, two thousand three. Yeah. Pretty deadly thing. Just kind of like uh, the baby cousin to this one, which I think Toronto SARS is more deadly than this one. This one is more virulent, I think. But um, we threw a party for eight hundred thousand people. Out at uh, Downsview. Yeah. Great concert. Great rock show. And uh, two, two weeks later, the Pope came too. So the Vatican showed up. And uh, the interesting thing, do you know another interesting music event happened in 1969? Woodstock. 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 Do you know what happened in 1969? Hong the Hong Kong flu Hong Kong killed one million yeah. people in the pandemic. There is no social distancing. Especially at Woodstock. Yeah, <laughs> old uh, the early Burning Man. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> yep, absolutely. Yeah, too fun. Yeah, Jesus. now these hippies are all the friggin' uh, communists. Yeah, That's actually, true. now they're more uh, probably. Uh, I don't know if they're communists or they realize that as they age. What do they say? Uh, you're a socialist when you're young and a, a conservative as you age, right? Yeah, as a Churchill, he said, if you're. Uh, if you're a, a you're not a or a socialist in your twenties, you have no heart, and if you're a socialist in your thirties, you have no head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I always liked his uh, famous line when the woman said, "If you're my husband, I'd what do you say? Uh, I'd poison you. I'd poison you." And he says, "Madam, if you were my wife, I'd drink it." <laughs> <laughs> he was something else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's 
a lot of good information. This has been a fantastic uh, experience tonight. I think, guys, what do you think? It's uh, a lot of good information. A lot of uh, a lot yeah, of uh, details. That back on uh, Paul, you want to do this uh, next time too? Because yeah, I mean, really, we're on we're we're on a day to day thing going on here. The way things events are unfolding. Yeah, going to take three of us to stay on top of it yeah it changes fast and it's it's good good to have all three of us uh partaking i i feel like just the guy sitting watching the, the great show between the two of you gentlemen just uh going back and forth uh very knowledgeable both uh extremely knowledgeable on both both sides i'm sitting here like the dumb stick going hmm yeah that's I, I think i can count to 10 <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, it's been a great show today. I think I, I think we're going to wrap it up at this stage. What do you think, guys? Uh, we'll call this a, a wrap, and we'll call this a little a little Tennessee and a lot of COVID. That will be the title of our show tonight. So let me just uh, wrap it up here, and thank you for listening to the Canadian Beacon. You've had the the great uh, uh, information from from Todd and Paul, and uh, and. Uh, a little bit for myself, not much. I, I can just Wikipedia everything, but uh, it was a great show tonight. And uh, let's do part two. We're going to have to do that very shortly. Please listen to the our end script and you'll get our email address and you can send any uh, questions. And if uh, they're worthy, we'll actually reply to them sometime. But I'm just kidding. Anyways, thanks. You've got the Canadian podcast. You have been listening to the Canadian Beacon podcast love to hear your comments or suggestions, please email us at cbpodcast at or follow us on Facebook under the Canadian Beacon.